and the other apostles up until this point. In John chapter 11, verse 16, when the other apostles were afraid of going out in public because of the threats by the rabbis and the leaders, Thomas was ready to risk death with Jesus Christ in order to minister to Lazarus. I think his doubt after Jesus died was caused by confusion about who he thought Jesus was. Like many Jews of the time, he was ready to accept Jesus as an anointed leader. He was ready to accept him as a special prophet, but he wasn't ready to accept him as God himself. It took the resurrection to convince him that Jesus was more than a prophet or a teacher or some miracle worker, but was indeed, as his confession stated, Lord and God. You know, psychologists tell us that many people see God as a reflection of their better selves. A reflection of their better selves. For example, if we're laid back and we're patient types, well, our God is all patience and calmness. On the other hand, if we're type A's, full of enthusiasm and take charge, our God is a working God, an organized God, a zealous God. The danger, of course, in these self-defined versions of God is that we end up making God the servant of our desires. And we reduce him to human dimensions. In other words, our God becomes way too small. Today, during our worship service, We are celebrating Jesus. And in doing so, we are attempting to honor the Lord for who he really is. Not just our version of him in our own minds or in our own fellowship. Perhaps if we expand our understanding of who Jesus is according to the Bible, we will appreciate him more and more and we will find greater reasons and motivation to celebrate him every day, and not just on Sundays. I know it is uh, comforting and even popular at times for preachers to refer to the Lord as my Jesus. You ever hear a sermon like that? Preacher goes on, my Jesus this, my Jesus that. As if a person had a particular insight or a special exclusive relationship with the Lord. But the truth is that we all have the same relationship with the Lord. And he is the Jesus of the Bible. He's not my Jesus or your Jesus. God's word is what defines who he is. Not my feelings, not my imagination. And what does the Bible say about this Jesus? Well, it says more than we can say this morning, I guarantee you. He has more attributes than we can list But let us celebrate his greatness by noting just a few. In the Old Testament, the Testament speaks of Jesus long before he makes an appearance on earth. Moses refers to him as the seed who would put enmity between Satan and mankind, Genesis 3. And again says that he would be a great prophet among his brethren, Deuteronomy 18. David the psalmist calls him the king of glory as well as the son of God, Psalm 24 and then Psalm 2. Isaiah the prophet speaks poignantly of his suffering as a lamb who was brought to the slaughter and whose soul was an offering for sin, Isaiah 53, verse 7 and following. 
And David rejoiced to see that resurrection was God's purpose for Jesus. Psalm 16. Malachi the prophet ended the age of prophecy telling of him when he would return to judge. And I quote, And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire. Malachi chapter 3 verse 2. Hundreds of references to Jesus as God's son, as judge, as savior, as prince, as creator, to prepare the way for his coming when the time was right. And the time is now. Shall we sing? In Luke chapter 3, we read the following. In the high priestess of Annas and Cephas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And he came into all the district around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every ravine shall be filled up and every mountain and hill shall be brought low, and the crooked shall become straight and the rough roads smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John the Baptist sounded the call for those who had awaited the arrival of Christ. While on earth, they knew him, the people who lived with him and traveled with him and touched him and spoke to him and were affected by him while he was on earth, knew him in so many ways. He was a carpenter, Mark chapter 6. He was the king of Israel, John chapter 1. He was true light. John chapter 8. He was the living bread. John chapter 6. In the end, what he had come to do became evident by the way that he himself referred to himself. He became the one betrayed, Matthew 26. He said that there was time and his time was at hand, Matthew 26. He said now he would be the son of man delivered into the hands of men, Mark chapter 9. He called himself the good shepherd who gave up his life for his sheep. John chapter 10. To impress upon his disciples the significance of his sacrifice, he also became for generations to come the bread that they ate and the cup that they shared in remembrance of him. Matthew chapter 26 verse 28. Paul, in chapter 5, beginning in verse 6, writes the following. When Jesus saw him lying there, excuse me, in Romans, <laughs> had the wrong passage there. Romans, chapter 5, beginning in verse 6, says the following. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one man will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. And so as we do each Lord's Day, and as Christians do around the world, we remember the Lord, the Christ, who died for us. So what else? 
What else can we say about Jesus, our Lord, in celebrating, celebrating him today? John the Apostle said that if everything Jesus did were written down, the world could not contain the books. John chapter 2, verse 25, uh, John chapter 21, verse 25. All we can do is look at him and marvel at what is written about him by those whom God inspired to do so and those who were blessed to be in his presence. Paul called him Adam in 1 Corinthians 15. John called him advocate in 1 John 2. He is the Alpha and the Omega of Revelation, Revelation 1. They refer to him as anointed, Psalm 2, apostle, Hebrews 3, arm of the Lord, Isaiah 51. He is the author and finisher of our faith, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. He is the blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy chapter 6, the branch, Jeremiah 23, the bridegroom, Matthew 9, the bright and morning star, Revelation 22, verse 16. Jesus has been called the captain of the Lord's loss, Joshua chapter 5, the captain of salvation, Hebrews chapter 2, the, the good shepherd, 1 Peter, the chief shepherd, 1 Peter chapter 5, the chief cornerstone, 1 Peter chapter 2, the chiefest among 10,000, Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verse 10, and he is definitely the Christ, Matthew chapter 16, verse 20. If you can celebrate all of these things, say amen. Amen. There's not enough time to mention that he is the day star, 2 Peter, the day spring, Luke 1, the door, John 10, the deliverer, Romans 11, as well as the desire of all nations, Haggai chapter 2. He has been called Emmanuel, Isaiah 7, eternal life, 1 John 5, everlasting father, Isaiah 9, as well as faithful and true, first and last, finisher of faith, firstborn, and most importantly, friend of sinners, Matthew 11, verse 9. If you are a sinner... Can you trust a person such as this? Can you give your life to one such as this? If you've wandered away and you need forgiveness or help, can you feel secure in coming to the one that they call the gift of God, John 4, the glory of Israel, Luke 2, the God of the whole earth, Isaiah 54? And who could not submit to the one that they call head of the church, Ephesians 5, image of God, Hebrews 1, the just one, Acts 3, the king of kings, 1 Timothy 6, the Lord of lords, Revelation 17, Messiah, John 1, mighty God, Isaiah 9, morning star, Revelation 22, priest, Hebrews 7, prince, Acts 5, redeemer, Isaiah 59, rock, 1 Corinthians, ruler, Micah 5, Verse 2, and most precious of all, Savior of the world, John 1, verse 4. I've only read some, some of the titles given to Jesus Christ by God through the Holy Spirit recorded in the Bible. And I've done so to celebrate with you how majestic is the name and the person of Christ our Lord. Some of you may not be used to the reading of one scripture after another without my commentary. But this is the whole point. The whole point is words cannot be found in our minds to express how wonderful he is. We do not have the time or the strength to examine the meaning and significance of each title. 
a testimony to the greatness of our Lord, or as he has been called, the son of righteousness, Malachi 4, the sure foundation, Isaiah 28, the true vine, John 15, the way, John 14, the wisdom of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And if we wanted to start the alphabet and not repeat ourselves, we could go back and call him the Almighty, Revelation 1, the brightness of the Father's glory, Hebrews 1, the Counselor, Isaiah 9, the Daysman, Job 9, the Elect, Isaiah 42, the First Begotten, Hebrews 1, verse 6, and go all the way down to the Word of Life, 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, and we could keep on doing this back and forth, over and over again, until we were too exhausted to continue. But we have allotted a certain time to celebrate Jesus today. And as we come to the end of this time, I offer you this invitation and this encouragement. When we sing our final song, sing with your heart full of appreciation and respect for Jesus, the Savior and the Lord. And as we do this, make the decision that you will never again use his name in vain. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord abstain from wickedness. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Let us not, brothers and sisters, use this wonderful, holy name without respect. And let those of us who use his name honor it by the way that we live. Realize that there is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Because no other person has the honor and the power and the divinity like Jesus Christ does. So we encourage you to come and to confess your faith in Jesus by repenting, by being baptized, so that Jesus Christ, this wonderful person of whom we have spoken and celebrated today, that this person can actually confess your name. How wonderful is that? That the one that we've spoken today in such lofty terms has agreed to speak our name before the Father in heaven. And he says, if you confess my name, I will confess your name before the Father in heaven. Jesus can confess your name and call you his disciple before the Father in heaven today if you will come and receive him as Lord in Christ. Shall we stand and sing our song of encouragement? Shall we stand and sing our song of encouragement? Shall we stand and sing our song of encouragement?